0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770-CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. On today's show, the importance of family harmony in estate planning. The main reason to create an estate plan is to smooth the way for your loved ones after you're gone. You don't want them to have any more work or expense than is necessary. And remember, the stress of loss can make difficult family relationships even more thorny. So you need to think about your values and whether family harmony is something that's important to you. Joining me this morning to talk about family harmony in estate planning is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, Good morning.
1: Good morning, Rain. Let's
0: talk about some of those uh, family factors that can complicate estate planning.
1: Well, just taking a step back, society has taught uh, every family and individual that what's important regarding estate planning is very much about legal and tax and bills. But what actually is very important for every family are the soft issues in life. And there are a lot of familial factors that complicate estate planning.
0: And some of those are?
1: Well... In certain instances, we come by a client and uh, they have a family situation where either a child or a beneficiary has issues. And among these issues can include some addiction problems or substance abuse. We have some families who unfortunately have children who have uh, disorders, mental or physical uh, disorders or uh, handicaps. Uh, We also have uh, some families who have marked divergence from their uh, personal wealth and resources or maybe those who like to go shopping on more than one occasion. And uh, we also come across uh, a couple of situations where uh, complex relationships exist with the parents.
0: All right, let's examine each one of those individually. Let's start off with addiction issues.
1: Okay, so especially nowadays with uh, the legalization of cannabis... Um, society is tending to have a different level of acceptance as far as substances. And more and more, we're hearing of um, addiction issues, and not with regard to legalized cannabis, but with other more powerful drugs. And this may be as a result of uh, uh, factors such as uh, peer groups or uh, external influences, But unfortunately, some families have challenges with their children being more and more uh, exposed to these uh, substances.
0: And when planning for those children, this is where the issues come up because you've got, I'm sure, parents would be struggling. How do I provide for that child knowing that there is an addiction issue and wondering if all of that money that is going to be left from the estate is going to last mm-hmm. because the addiction, the addicted person can can blow through that so quickly, whether it's uh, drugs or, or even gambling.
1: That's correct. These vices are pretty much existent in society. And I'll give you a case study as one of our clients at Macmillan Estate Planning uh, approached us and um, they had already admitted it that uh, one of their children had some issues Regarding substance abuse.
0: Now, when we're talking children here, Henry, what age group are we talking to, or does it matter?
1: It really doesn't matter. We've had um, families come to us with their children uh, in their early 20s having these issues. While we've even had some families come to us where their children are very much grown adults in their 40s and early 50s having still the same issues. All right. And what I'll tell you happened in this uh, situation as a case study is uh, that the parents already admitted that the child had this issue of addiction, and despite all odds, they still love their children and they still want to be able to provide for their child. However, the challenge in their case was how to structure the estate plan in such a way that they protect their child, but at the same time, do not encourage further addiction to happen.
0: Sure, because all of a sudden, now that child comes into money, and it certainly is a big temptation. You've got all that money, and there's that lack of responsibility.
1: Exactly, And again, it might not only be the child. It may also be as a result of uh, an unfavorable peer group or external forces that may make the child spend on non-necessities rather than providing for what's necessary for his or her health.
0: So how do you get around that? What's the best solution?
1: So we come up with uh, quite a couple of solutions for these families. And one of them is structuring mom and dad's estate, such as the child will not receive such a huge lump sum amount of money that he can all of a sudden blow, but instead we structured it in that the child will receive uh, a lump sum amount or annuity on a regular basis so as to make sure that at least the child's necessities are being provided for, such as food, shelter, and clothing, and that uh, a reasonable a stipend or a reasonable allowance is given for other expenses of the child based on the trustee's discretion. So essentially what the family would have uh, structured is that a lump sum amount of money is given to the child and that lump sum amount of money is enough to pay for the house, food, groceries, shelter, clothing, necessities. And then upon request, the child will be allotted a certain allowance if let's say the child wants to take an extra course or wants to go on a certain vacation.
0: Sure. And so the majority of the estate that has been passed down from the parents remains in trust with a small portion, as you said, being doled out as needed uh, on a regular basis.
1: Correct. On per request. And again, as deemed with what whichever is reasonable in the child's situation. How common is that? Uh, we're seeing more and more of that unfortunately these days. And again, it's because of um, you know addiction and gambling and all these vices. And the parents are becoming more and more aware of um, the strategies that they can do to respond to these challenges, not just take them as is and uh, uh, risk that the child receive their inheritance and all of a sudden it being blown away.
0: Let's take a look at the second uh, issue mental disorder.
1: So, in regard to mental disorder, uh, it's different from addiction in the sense that a mental disorder would involve um, uh, a garden of that specific individual to assist with the affairs. So what we do is we plan alongside the guardian to make sure that he or she is aware of their rights and responsibilities uh, in taking care of uh, the mentally handicapped or the mentally disabled. But we also want to make it that it's not overly burdensome on them. They're already doing a good deed by assisting the family in taking care of uh, the disabled individual. Uh, The least we can do is you know, not make it more difficult or administratively burdensome on that person.
0: Certainly, because that responsibility can be fairly onerous.
1: It can. And it is, in a way, a job in itself. So what you want to make sure is it is at least a simple job and something that can be managed because, again, that individual is not just acting for someone else, but also has to live his, her, her own life as well.
0: Absolutely. Mental handicap kind of falls in the same category as mental disorder, I would assume, um, mental disability. Uh, So again, you would have provisions for that individual.
1: That's correct.
0: Now, marked divergence in personal wealth and resources. This requires a little bit more explanation. Exactly. What does this mean, Henry? Yeah,
1: it seems pretty uh, much like a tongue twister, but what this um, particular factor talks about is um, lifestyle. So as uh, children and family grow and as time passes by, the family would be accustomed to a certain lifestyle and that lifestyle may be a simple lifestyle but on the other side, it might be a very luxurious uh, lifestyle as well. Now, we've all, always heard about um, spoiled trust fund babies. Yes. And uh, that's actually a truth in society. There do exist these individuals who I don't want to say have a sense of entitlement, but uh, throughout their life, they're accustomed to not having all the challenges that ordinary people have financially and uh, physically or with regard to their wealth and resources. Sure. Their social stature as well. Exactly. And along with that accustomed, luxurious lifestyle has a need for them to sustain that lifestyle. Okay. So what that means is if you have a daughter who's used to uh, buying luxurious items and shopping at expensive uh, department stores, it's not that easy for that same daughter to be then after shopping at Walmart or somewhere else more reasonable.
0: And that's what you mean by the divergence. This would be after the passing of the parents that the their lifestyle, the beneficiary, the children, their lifestyle would be impacted.
1: Exactly. So what we need to do then is assist the parents with planning so that um, they are able to manage to the best of their ability this lifestyle that uh, their children are accustomed to.
0: All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. We're back in a moment with McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva.
2: It's never too soon to start a life plan. It might be too late to dictate your wishes if you don't have documentation in place. Life plans are all about maximizing wealth, protecting assets, and minimizing tax. They're about making sure your wants and needs are protected and your wishes are honored. You can get a lot of good ideas about life planning by going to McMillanEstate.com and reading the blog topics that are posted. Then call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 and make an appointment to sit down with the Macmillan Estate Planning Professional. The Macmillan team will take you through the process step by step and craft a plan specifically suited to your wishes and needs. You can also take in one of their free seminars to learn more about the process of building a life plan. The next seminars are May 23rd in Calgary and the 28th in Edmonton. It might be the best 90 minutes you can invest in your own future and the future of those you love.
0: You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.